And my brothers and sisters on this episode number 180. That's 180. That's right. One saw zero looking like a round donut and was like, I'm going to eat you. Get in my belly. Chomp. So that's a thing that happened. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to go with it. Yep. Thank you so much, folks, for joining us on this fine morning after an evening or night as we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. I am one of your four hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja, Lucas Ham Swisher. Also with me, the judge, the jury, and the executioner of fake news and spoilers, Patrick Novosel. That's right. I am the executioner of fake news. And so to start things off, I'm going to say... I'm going to have a little game right now. Is it fake news or is it real news? Ooh. Right. Right in the intro. Taco Bell now has a subscription service. It's real. That's so true. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't true. Who in their right mind needs Taco Bell daily? Somebody that drinks every day. I I mean, like, do you really? <laughs> yeah. Do you really think your body needs Taco Bell thirty days in a row? I mean, maybe they're terminal and they're just like, you know what? I want to live. Yep. The last yeah. days of my life and just do it with Taco Bell. Yeah, I want to live the last wanna... days of my life on the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a rough <laughs> last thirty days. <laughs> and toilet paper know. prices skyrocket. Mm-hmm. If Patrick can love. Uh, Long John Silver's and Mark can love CC's Pizza. I uh, mean, see, I don't see, see one of those that. is fake news yeah. again. Yeah, I, I was like just testing. Long John Silver's. Who doesn't like it? I mean, like seriously, would I have? Would I like a Long John Silver subscription service? No, absolutely He'd be dead not. In Thirty days, <laughs> right? Yeah. You, if anybody's watched Super Size Me, you know, they know that guy ate McDonald's, which is arguably better than. Taco Bell, and he almost died in 30 Who days. Who wants to argue that? Like, I, don't I don't know. People, people that got stock in it or yeah. that uh, are, like are want to stand up for <laughs> chicken's rights. Do we know, know how it works? I mean, is it like... You get one yeah. taco a day. Keeps the doctor taco. away. That's, that's how it. the saying Just goes one, in Mexico. That's not even I feel like that's the opposite. <laughs> no, I mean, a taco a day keeps the doctor next Close door by. I wonder if you could like <laughs> buy your wonder if you could bank your tacos that you don't eat i don't so you could just like, like every 30 Saturday. at the end of the month yeah, 30 no, at the end of the month <laughs> i'd like i'd like 30 tacos please i'm cashing them in rolling mm. over all six no i'm using these banks flyer miles <laughs> <laughs> all right also with us the judge nope i already did that one <laughs> also with us I'm on Ron his Bergen. left and my right the Rocket League and Beast of the East, who can make you laugh in three words or less of your money back, Ronnie Johantis. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello to you. Hello to you as well. And last but certainly not least, the final member of the GMG Quadfecta, who's got music in his heart, Doctor Who or Apex or Zelda or Pokemon on his brain. Lots of things on his brain. He's got a really big brain. And La Coretta in his old stomacho, Mark with the C. Boucher. Um, apparently, I got called March today in an email. March. Yep. That's for the best month. I yeah, mean, sure that's, thing, March. That's a privilege I'll, uh, to be I'll get in March. touch with them. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
And what was amazing was I found a, a GIF of um, Tommy Wiseau from, from The Room. And it says, oh, hi, March. <laughs> of course you did. The best. That's perfect. Perfect. Wondrous. Speaking of perfectly wondrous, Ronnie Johantis, welcome back. We missed you last week. Thank you. It's good how to did be your uh, how did your home inspection go? <clears throat> well, a lot has happened. Yeah. Well, you might as well just share with us the whole Spill kit and caboodle. All right, we're we're just gonna go. So, we originally were under contract to sell our house. Obviously, the the person that we were under contract with came in at the highest bid by ten thousand dollars. So they did an inspection on our house. Um, the inspection was one hundred and eight pages. That's so it. it was it was light intense. reading. Yeah, yeah, it was it was an intense document. Um, even at one hundred and eight pages, everything was actually pretty good. Uh, there there was a you know a few things like a, a spot on the side of the house where the siding was like you know dinged or something like that. Like I don't know, maybe a rock hit it from the lawnmower or something like that. Uh, just like uh, small things like that that are you know as to be expected. Um, the one thing that was that had to be done was the radon level. So the radon level in your house, I guess in this area, at least the allowable amount is like 4.0 and ours tested at 4.1. So, <laughs> uh, so it tested just above the level. Um, but what it meant was we had to put in a system. So I actually have those guys coming out Friday to do that. Um, not a small system. It's a thousand bucks, like just a cool thou right off the top. Uh, yeah. to get that done. But so what happened was we got that inspection back and the, the buyers that we were under contract with asked for $20,000 off. So that's a lot of money. Um, I read through the inspection thinking like there was going to be a couple of major things on there. And that's why, because they didn't give us any detail other than just asking for 20,000 off and they didn't want us to fix anything. So um you know, after the initial stage of being kind of angry because that doesn't really, it didn't really make any sense knowing that there wasn't anything on the inspection. I was like, well, I don't, I don't understand. Like you don't turn really and negotiate like the cost of the house after you've already agreed to sell, to buy the house. Normally mm -hmm. that happens before. Yeah. Um, so what happened was these buyers, um, they put in a bid on our house, the highest bid basically to get us a loan at the table. And then they tried to negotiate again. <laughs> um, so the, the kitchen in my house is the original kitchen. Uh, the basement is not finished. I would assume that's probably right, right around somewhere where the $20,000 came from. They wanted to redo the kitchen and probably finish some of the basement. Um, morally, it is wrong. It is terrible. I have a lot of opinions that are not for this show about what they did. Uh, they wasted my time and uh, I was upset uh, and I still am technically, but uh, you know, karma always, you know, karma gets you anyways. So, yep. Um, so what happened was we, I decided like, okay, I'm going to be reasonable. And you know, there's a few things on the inspection that I, I could understand that we could take money off for. So we actually dropped it like 5,000 um, bucks. And their response was they just wanted to terminate the contract. They didn't even want to go further. What they indicated on the contract was the radon. Um, so they cheated from that standpoint. 
um, because they actually didn't want us to take care of the radon. They just wanted us to take money off. So uh, by saying it was the radon and not giving us an opportunity to fix it as the seller um, isn't really something you're, you, you do. Uh, so they did everything backwards. Um, they put in the offer, I believe, on purpose to try and basically single us out and try to get us to then take money off the house once it was just them and us instead of all the other offers. Um, so I was happy actually when they, when they said they, they would terminate cause you know, that's a pretty bad start yeah. uh, with a couple of people. So for sure. Um, so we actually, that, that night, um, we made a decision to, there, there's a lot of things within that, I guess. So when you buy a house, you put down like earnest money. Um, and it's kind of like good faith money that you're going to follow through. Um, so obviously they didn't do that. Um, we could have held up, you know, some of the earnest money and, um, I just told our realtor, don't worry about that. Like, that's not worth our time. You know what I mean? To like be tangled up with these people for a little while. Uh, you know, even though I was mad, it's just, you know, like, I mean, karma always comes back around, you know? <clears throat> so that night, um, we reached out to the next highest offer, which actually happened to be the people who wrote us a really glowing review, um, after their initial showing. In the review, they actually said that they thought this house was the one and they were really excited and loved it and all this stuff. Um, Elizabeth actually wanted to sell the house to them in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it um, worked out. I hopefully, at least so far. The best way I can say it is I really didn't care what they wrote. It was a business transaction for me. I took emotion out of it. Um, but, you know, I didn't want to, I wasn't about to knock off, you know, $10,000 because they wrote a nice letter. Um, Although that's a great idea. If you're ever going to buy a house, letters really work. That's a, it's a good thing. You know, yeah. if you really want a house that it's going to make you, or make you stand apart, your offer that may be similar to other people's, a letter is a good thing to do. Um, a buyer or a seller like me is not going to read those letters, but they might have a fiance who has a little pool. Um, so yeah, obviously um, the same night we terminated our contract with that buyer and we were under contract Less than 30 minutes later with a new one. <laughs> nice. So the people that had originally put in the offer, they said they, they still want the house. They were excited. And um, we had to have another inspection done. Um, this another inspection one, really? Was, yeah. Another yeah. So, so the inspector is hired basically by the buyer. So everybody has their own. Mm, okay. So okay. we had to have another one. Um, I'm trying to think if that's what was going on. I think that might have actually happened last Monday. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so we had the second inspection. It turned out to be, I think like 32 pages. Um, and they asked us to fix like three or four different things. And, and they were small things. Uh, the radon, we let them know we were going to take care of cause they're, you know, legally, uh, once you know something like that, you have to take care of it. Um, so obviously I already had that on the horizon and then a few little minor things around the house, um, but that's it. That's all they wanted us to fix. They didn't ask for anything off. Um, they were okay at the agreed to price. And yeah, I mean, ultimately what happened was it just pushed our closing back up about a week. So just in the beginning of March now. Gotcha. Um, mm. But yeah, it was, it was a long, you know, you, you learn a lot, I guess, <laughs> on, on yep. how things work. And for sure. um, from what I've read after that, that uh, a lot of people do that same thing by putting in the highest offer because the market is really crazy and they want to get you a loan basically in the negotiations. <clears throat> so it is, uh, you know, 
like I said, morally, it's wrong. Uh, that's not the way things are done. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately we ended up in a great position anyways. Uh, you know, we're still really happy with the, what we're selling the house for and everything like that. But yeah, it was, it was frustrating when it happened for sure. For sure. Had to be <clears throat> on the life side, other than the house, um, there's still been wedding stuff going on, like sprinkled throughout every week. It seems like uh, Elizabeth found her dress this past week. She said yes to the dress. She did she did she did find it? Uh, I'm not allowed to see it, so oh, yeah. she she wants to. She definitely wants to keep that, even though I've you know planned on blackmailing some of her bridesmaids to, <laughs> so I can get in on that. There you go. <clears throat> but no, she was she was really happy. It was nice. Um. And she she continues to pick um, a first place that she goes to. She she ends up like, you know, we went to the, the wedding venue and she loved it. Uh, you know, we both really liked it. Uh, she went to the first dress place, found one that she really liked. So the streak continues. It's been there. You go. <laughs> I mean, she's just the least difficult person like that has ever walked this earth. Like it's pretty impressive. That's a gold um, one right there. It is pretty good, honestly. It is pretty good because there's nothing worse than having to look at a bunch of places or something. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. As a guy, Dragging so as a guy, I try. Um, you know, I, I do. I do care about the wedding. However, I, you know, like a, like a, I guess a regular guy, I don't. I don't really care that much about the decorations. Like, I, I mean, I want it to look nice, but you know, with flowers and stuff like that, it's just one of those things. I don't. Whatever. You're not whatever into color, the fine details. Yeah, whatever color fires you up, like whatever kind, um, I'm good with whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, so, as long as it doesn't look like a clown vomited everywhere. Or, <laughs> and you know. even if it did, whatever. Even if he like, did, I'll, you got I'll eyes only whatever. for one one person. I only need yeah, to be I'll in wear this the room clown for like suit a if I have to. As long as she doesn't look like a clown vomited all over her, I guess. I don't think she could, could look say. that way, honestly. Right, I'm just saying. She's, she's too pretty. You don't like, want that. I, I, I'm just like the beast that like hangs around her, like... Right, I just feel like right. when we're out in public, they're like, "What? Like, what is this guy doing, following her around? Like, like, ma'am, do you, do you need do you need some help? Is this man like bothering you?" Blink once for yes. Blink. Yeah, once for exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's been going really well. Uh, it is it is stressful. I will say, like the whole, um, you know, work has been really busy since we you know crossed into the new year, and with the house, and then with the wedding on top of that, like there was just there was a solid week there where I was like every day, like, Oh man, I need to escape. Yeah. I need to escape into something. <clears throat> and what I found to escape into was Pokemon. Yeah, All right. buddy. I'm going to try not to butcher this Mark. Is it Ar- Arceus? Yes. Fuck Arceus. I've heard Arceus. only Pokemon heard Arceus. Arceus. Me too. I will send you the commercial with <clears throat> the guy saying Arceus on it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, that's yeah. what I wanted to call it. And then I heard a bunch of professional review gamer. I just heard a bunch of YouTubers blah, 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 say people it call it Arceus. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing the absolute mess out of that. Um, I, I'm through the storyline, except for the part where I actually have to fight uh, Arceus. Like, it, it's a before you can fight him at the end. Uh, I assume there's a chance to get him. I don't know. But before you can fight him, he's the last guy, obviously. You have to collect all Pokemon. Um, and for anyone who's played this, like, it is – it's one of those games. It's it's pretty open world, you know. Um, but 
some of these Pokemon, like the spawn rates are so low. Uh, they are, you know, maybe like 3% spawn rate or less. And, you know, it just doesn't always show up. So you end up like just, you know, rebooting by either like resting or going to a different place and coming back. And it gets like pretty monotonous and uh, it's boring. It's that grind. Yep. It is a grind. Um, but actually, I, I've truly loved it. I, I, it's a lot of a lot of fun. It's got me like kind of back into that. Like I, I always thought Pokemon were kind of cool. And, you know, I played the Game Boy, like I think the red, blue. And then uh, I played Pokemon Go for a while. I think the whole idea of Pokemon is is pretty cool. The built-in actual game is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's a really smooth game too. I mean, you know, the graphics, like when you look at them, they're not really awesome, but also it's, it's Pokemon. So yeah. it doesn't actually have to be. Yeah. You really don't want that to be like real life. I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of like quote unquote real life Pokemon where they I make them look yeah, realistic it's and it's Some like, it's nightmare inducing. Yeah. It's gross. It's like, yeah. nope, that should not be the way it is. It's I like mean, seeing Mario, Mario. Uh, with a real man's face, and it's like, ugh. Yeah, those are creepy, those photos. Yeah, Homer Simpson. No, I mean, I, I really like what they did with it. I like the direction they went with it. Like, it's it's a fun game. Um, like, internally, the game is great. I really think the only, you know, complaint I have is that I haven't been able to easily find what I need to find. I forget if you so. can trade in this in this game or not. I don't think I think you can. Can you? Um, okay. I think you can. I'm just playing locally. Gotcha. So I haven't uh, I haven't like looked into that too much further. I think there are uh, one, two, three, four. I think there are five areas. Yeah. Uh, five different areas, and in each area, I have probably three or four Pokemon. Some of those are uh, you can find in both areas. So, but yeah, I mean I, I've looked for some of them. You know, like a <laughs> I spent an hour today looking for a Pichu which is this little bitty yellow Pokemon, like re-evolution of Pikachu. He's not, yeah, yeah he's baby not strong. Pikachu. Like he's just hard to find. So it's so little. Yeah. Yeah. But it is cool. The whole thing they did with like the alpha Pokemon and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. It's cool to find like a good alpha Pokemon. And um, I actually found my first shiny Pokemon. Nice. Uh, the first time I found one of those. So for what I understand, you have to get each, um, like the Pokemon to like a level ten research mm-hmm. before a shiny will like generate for them, yeah. or before the chances of a shiny generating are good enough to where you actually get one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was not uh, you know like a good one or anything like that. It was like a, just a regular graveler, but uh, yeah, I was flying over top and I was like, oh that's a different color. I'm a kid. So. <clears throat> yeah, so I caught my first one, which is which is pretty cool. Apparently, you can find like alpha shiny Pokemon, which is like pretty rare. But yeah, that would be pretty legit to find that. Yeah, I need to jump back into that. Um, <clears throat> the wife has basically taken control of the Switch for the time being because she is that playing will. Skyward Sword HD. <laughs> that will happen. Yep, that will happen. But it's all good. It is. It is. It's nice when they. It, I mean, honestly, like having Elizabeth and she games and uh, like that whole understanding for video games, I think is a little bit different because, you know, some people just don't play and it's hard to put your, you know, grasp like that somebody could be playing a game for six hours. Right. So, yeah, it's, it is pretty nice. 
Um, outside of that, I've pretty much been doing that uh, pretty much all of my free time. Um, so this Sunday, yesterday, uh, wait a minute, two days ago. Yep, two Tuesday. days ago. Yep. Yeah, yep. normally it's Monday. Um, That's how the much Bengals time were in the Super Bowl. Pat, I pro- I'm sure there are some things uh, we want to talk about, so I will, I'll leave it because I uh, think we'll probably get into it a little more later. But I will say before I pass it along that honestly – I'm absolutely proud of the team. Like it was an it was a fantastic season. So I'm very optimistic for the future. Yeah, man. Pat, what about you? Mm. Um Patrick. So yeah, let's uh, I guess let's start on the life front. Let's let's stick with Sunday. Uh so uh we've been planning to have uh Clark baptized for months i think he we have like a like there was one day late last year he comes in he's he's like i want to get baptized and then the wife and i look at each other like wow really you know like okay so uh there's a class that we have at church that that is like a you know an hour hour and a half class where it goes through what that means what the decision means, why you want to do it and things like that and then if after the the class the 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 person still wants to get baptized. Great. Then, then you, then you set a date for the baptism. It doesn't have to be during church. It can be during the week. It can be doing, could be anywhere. It doesn't have to be at church. Um, so it was like, I think it was like around November we were going to do it. And then like, I think it was like Omicron started to happen. So we're like, you know what, let's just, let's hold off on it for a little bit. Let's make it, you know, after the holidays, let's make it in January. And then we have it for January and the weekend that he was supposed to get baptized, Mel comes down with COVID. Uh, so we have yeah. to quarantine for a little bit. And so we're like, okay, we'll wait for, wait for him to, you know, or her to get be- get better. And then let's make it for um, the last weekend in, in January. And then the last weekend, weekend in January, we get an ice storm. So it's like, oh, okay, you know, I okay. guess we're not gonna. Do, I guess we're not gonna do it here. So then we we uh, postponed it and rescheduled it for Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, and when we scheduled it, like I didn't even didn't even think about it was Super Bowl Sunday. So it was on Sunday morning. Uh, got up there and I was able to baptize him, which was really cool to do. That is the coolest sure. thing. Yeah, yeah. So it was like uh, you know, we he could choose. You know, he could choose one of his teachers. He could choose a family member. He could choose, you know, any, any, really anybody. And so he chose me to, to baptize him, which was really cool because Mel, Mel had baptized Claire. So I, um, I was really happy that he chose, chose me so I could do that. So that was really, really cool. Um, and then, so Mel's, so Mel's family, my family came and we, we were just, uh, really celebrating the whole thing. And then my mom comes and tells me, and she's like, you know your brother was born on Super Bowl Sunday in 1982 when the Bengals were in the Super Bowl. And she's like, did you know now Clark is born again on Super Bowl Sunday? Mm. And I was just like, man, the symmetry in this. You know, like it's yeah, so crazy so cool. uh, how just like, you know, like I didn't even think about think about that. And then my mom brings that up and I was like, brought me to tears. I was like, that's really, really cool how that all, how that works out. Um, so yeah, so Sunday started off really, really great on a hu- on a high note. I could not come down from, and then yes, Ronnie, 
Sunday night happened. Um, very, very disappointing ending. But then again, it was a Cinderella season that, you know, finally came to an end, which we'll talk about here. In a little it was bit. a fun ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the movie front, I watched seven movies this past week. Woo! Wow. That, that's a roll. That's rookie numbers. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so I'm going to start up. off start off with the uh with the five movie franchise in final destination <laughs> i watched these like wow. a couple years ago okay and so uh my daughter's like can i watch final Des- destination and i was like are you okay with gore <laughs> and she's like yeah of course so um we watched the first one and i was like man this brings back memories because this was like back when i was in high school and so we watched the first one and every night this week or for the past five days and tonight we finished final destination five and my gosh those are fun movies they're so dumb they're so but they're like they're like 88 minutes like 85 88 minutes and they're quite size you know yes so that's i think they that's are why intense we, though they are intense the the way there was so in final destination five the way there were two i remember these and there were two deaths that i could not watch i was like oh i can't watch this um and uh, <laughs> I was just watching watching my daughter's face, and one of the deaths, she's like, her jaw just dropped, and I was like, was that crazy? And she just like shook her head, jaw drop, and everything. Um, and then there was another one. I was like, I can't do it. And she's like, you're a wuss. <laughs> you're a wuss. And I was like, I've already seen this a couple times. Seen in the movie theater. I can't do it anymore. Just can't do it anymore. Um. So watch those, and then. Uh, there were a couple romantic comedies that actually came out this past week. One was Marry Me with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. That it's, is such a weird combination to me. It, but. it was it was so weird. They did not have the chemistry. <laughs> you know, Owen Wilson just doesn't seem like it. it but it was it was oh, right wow, for the G- story. It's J-Lo. It's J-Lo. But no, it was it was like a Hallmark movie. It was predictable. It was cheesy. I mean, it was it was funny at parts, but yeah, I if you're I, I would not. This isn't not in not any of my rankings in the romantic comedy genre. Uh, this was like a five out of ten it to was, the rom com dump. It was it was not a good rom com. So on Valentine's Day, which was yesterday, the wife and I laid down. We, we watched this movie called "I Want You Back," and it is with. Um, uh, Charlie Day, he's from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and uh, he's uh, him and this the other uh, main actress. They get dumped, and so they find they find each other somehow. And their whole goal, the entire movie, is to break up their exes with their new new girlfriends and boyfriends. And hilarity ensues. I laughed so much at this movie. This movie was. Like it, it reminded me of like how to lose a guy in 10 days kind of rom-com eliteness of uh, it was it was really, oh, really that's good. high levels right there. It, it, it really is. And so and it's funny. My wife started to, uh, like afterwards. She started to watch how to lose a guy in 10 days uh, because we were just talking about it. I was like this is this is up there in the upper echelons of the rom-coms. It was an Amazon movie straight to Amazon stream. It's not in theaters. I don't think. Uh, 
this uh, if you want to see if uh, if you're going to see a rom-com if you want to see a rom-com with your significant other this is the one this is it was fantastic okay. uh, i would i would if i were going to rate it as the nine out of ten hmm. nine out of ten is really good all right pretty pretty solid all right all right, all right. Mm-hmm. uh on the gaming front uh played a little bit of apex not much uh but what really i've been playing this past week is sifu so one of my uh, resolutions is to play uh, 12 indie games throughout the year. And Sifu was, was my next indie game. I was thinking about getting it, but then it was like, it came out. I was like, this game is hard. This game is really difficult. It's one of the most difficult games. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to hold off on it. On a way for them to add a difficulty or update a patch or uh, it comes down in price or whatever. And the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to play it. And so um, on Sunday, I broke down and I bought it. And my goodness, this game is... So this game is a kung fu roguelike, roguelite game. So there's five stages and the whole goal is to, is to uh, upgrade your abilities. And you have like, I don't know, maybe 20 different abilities that you, that you have to upgrade. And once you upgrade it all the way, it's permanent. So if you if you go back to the beginning, you have that new, that ability to start from the beginning. So it was, it was kind of like Hades, where you, each each run you do, you're supposed to die at the beginning. Uh-oh, you're supposed to you're supposed mm-hmm. to be able to do this. Um, and so I probably played the first level maybe twenty times just to just to continue to grind that and get and learn the enemy enemy placements and uh, it was. It, this game has got the hooks in me, just like Hades did. Uh, it is it, oh it, what replaying replaying the levels I thought would be like monotonous and just a boring, and just I wanted to play a new level. But every time I'm playing a level, I get better. I understand it a little bit more. I'm understanding the mechanics. I'm getting more upgrades. I'm getting better moves. Uh, and so, one of the game mechanics is uh, you start at age twenty. And every time you die, you age one year. However, if, if you die multiple times, your death counter goes up. And every time you die, you lose that many years. So if you, do, if you die two times in a row, that means your death counter is two. So if you die, then you age two years. And if you die again, you could age three years and so, and so on. Uh, there are uh, elite enemies throughout the levels that if you defeat them, uh, then you can reduce your death counter all the way back down to zero. Uh, there's also like totems that are uh, around the, the levels that you can choose to, to upgrade your health bar. You can choose to upgrade your focus bar, which allows you to do like special moves. Uh, you could choose to uh, automatically just remove your death counter all the way back down to zero. Um, you could choose to upgrade your health or to, to, if you have low health, you could choose to upgrade your health up to hundred percent, but you can only do this once at each of these totems. And I think there's two or three totems on each stage. So it's very, and if you choose to upgrade your, if you choose to get back to hundred percent health, that's it. But if you choose to upgrade your health bar, then that's permanent through the rest of your playthrough. So, so if you if you age, the more you age, like the more you start, like are you like slower and things like that? You're not as good. effective. 
Yeah, good question. So there there are stages where if you reach the level, reach age 30, reach age 40, your damage starts to go up. So you so you start to hurt enemies a lot more, but mm. your health starts to decrease. So there is just a there's a little bit of a parity there. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it's really difficult. So I once you get past age 70, if you die after age 70, game's right. over. Game's over. Um, but, uh, so there's five stages. Once you reach the, the, to the next stage, that's where you start your new age at. So if you get to stage two, you're age 40 that you, no matter what you do, if you get a game over or you continue to go on, you can always start stage two at age 40. However, you can also go back to stage one and try to defeat stage one with an age less than 40. So it, there's, it's just, there's a lot of, lot of, a uh, lot of, uh, background game mechanics to, that you have to think about yep. to actually get through the levels risk and what risk reward type stuff, risk reward. So, uh, when my first time getting to, to, to stage two, I think I was in my forties and I continued to decrease that. And right now I was able to get to stage two, uh, at age 22. So I only died twice in the first, first level. Um, so I, the, so once I got to stage two, uh, I was, I could not get past stage two, could not get past it. Uh, and so, but I finally, after, after just continued to play stage one, upgrade my abilities, I finally got to stage, stage three, but I was 71 years old, meaning the next time I died, the game's oh, yeah. over. Goodness. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I replayed stage two, uh, multiple times. Finally, I was at, finally able to beat it again. And I was at age like 40, 46, 42, something like that. So I'm talking to Jared Orr, who has already beaten the game. He says that you gotta be at age like 25 in, uh, stage three. So I'm, I'm, I'm that's, that's my goal to, to do that. I think I can. The game's like it's it's not a button masher. You have to like methodically choose when to dodge, when to block, and when to pick up an pick up a weapon, when to attack. It is it's not a button masher at all. If you button mash, you're screwed. You're gonna die. And that's what that's how I died or uh, early on in my playthroughs. Now I'm understanding. Okay, I just gotta watch the enemy, dodge them, and then hit them. Dodge them and then hit them. Use my abilities. Use the things I've, I've unlocked. My permanent upgrades. Uh, this this game is is Hades all over again, except it's kung fu. It's it's, it's so awesome. I'm I'm glad that I can enjoy it vicariously through you because that this game is so not for me, but um, it looks it looks amazing, and I can't wait to see this on like a GDQ or something like that because you know speedrunners are gonna want to mess with this big time yeah and the only way that you're going to be able to speed run through this is after you've gotten the upgrades yes yeah. so, mm, cha challenge accepted by them they're going to do like yep. a no death no upgrade <laughs> run it's it, it's 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 really hard because you're gonna you have to upgrade your health you have to be able to upgrade your focus because right now i only have one focus bar uh and you can upgrade it to three focus bars uh, so I don't, I don't know how that works. I don't know how yeah. to get that permanent upgrade yet. Uh, but yeah, I, it's, it's really, it's really, really fun being just, uh, being, getting better and better and challenging myself every run I'm doing. 
Nice. Doesn't have the doesn't have the, the the great story that Hades has. And Hades has a one of a kind story, um, but I, this one I'm not sure uh, the whole story yet. Gotcha. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, last thing is I upgraded my uh, hard drive to my PS5. I went ahead and bit the bullet and got a terabyte hard drive for it. Nice. And there you go. I opened up my PS5 and put plugged that bad baby in, and like it took like five minutes. Put it back in, and now I have an extra terabyte. So I was able to buy a couple of games. I got the new Cyberpunk that came that uh, dropped today with the next gen upgrade. I just nice. pre-ordered Horizon Forbidden West. I got Sifu. I got NBA 2K22, and just man, it's been a great week of games. I bought a few games. Excited for a few games. Nice games. games, games, games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's about it. Sweet deal. Marcus. How what about is you? What uh, uh it's been a been a bit of a, a lighter week for me. Um nothing too crazy on the life side of things other than uh so as you guys know, I'm I'm a worship leader at a church and um on Wednesday night uh we have our worship team practices, our band practice. And apparently I just kind of overdid it with my voice on Wednesday night. Um, you generally try to be on the, on, on the lighter side because you don't want to overuse your voice because you kind of need it for Sunday. Plus I have a job that kind of requires my voice. But, um, but yeah, so Wednesday night apparently I overdid it and I was like super swollen in the back of my throat and hurting and everything and next day i was still feeling it and it hurt to talk which was fantastic um and it would just get worse and worse and worse whenever i'd talk um so i kind of needed to go on a little vocal silence for a little bit or, or at least minimal talking um just to give things time to heal so that's always fun i've had to i've had to go through that before and it's just that's just the the perils of of being in uh, music and particularly with vocals, um, yeah, you never know. Do you know you're... in the moment, like that you've like stretched yourself out maybe a little too much, or is it not until like the next day? Yeah, yeah, you you pretty much know. You pretty much know at the end of the night. You your your throat your your vocals just feel like all stretched out and and just overworked and everything. Um, and, and plus we were talking for quite a bit after the rehearsal. So that was probably not good. Um, typically like I, I end rehearsal and then I'm driving for an hour, so I don't have to talk. Um, but I, I think I got just overdid it. So, um, so when Saturday came around and it was time to stream, uh, some more Zelda, um, I had to go with the old micless stream because I wanted to keep going. I wanted to be consistent. Um, I, I hesitated to do micless because it's just not as fun to interact with with uh, people watching if you're having to just stop and type in the chat. But I wanted to, you know, keep consistent, keep it going. And so we had some people that that popped by, and I uh, jumped back into uh, Link to the Past and beat Link to the Past. 
Uh, so that is uh, nice. Zelda game number Good two work. in the books. Um, uh, that's that's my second or third time beating that game now. Absolutely love that game. Um, to me, in my opinion, the best SNES game in my opinion. But um, so now we are on to my favorite game of all time. Next week, we're back into Ocarina of Time. Uh, so that'll Hey-o. be great to jump into and 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 beat again. This time, I'm gonna play it on the Switch. And see how it goes. Um, although I've heard not so nice things about the uh, the Switch controls, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But the Wii U controls weren't that great, so it may not be that big of a deal. So we'll see how it goes. But um, but yeah, we'll be streaming that this weekend. Um, Is it going to be much different? So since it's Nintendo, I mean, there's not. Yeah, it's, I guess there's not a lot of different things I feel like they can do. Yeah, and it's basically a port of the of the N60. Well, it may be the GameCube version, the update that they did for the GameCube, um, but it basically uh, looks like the Nintendo 64 graphics. It's not like um, they actually did a 3D um, remastering of of Ocarina of Time on the uh, 3DS, which, mm-hmm. if I actually had something where I could stream my 3DS, I'm I may you know. I may have gone ahead and done that because it looks better, but unfortunately I do not have that, so I'll have to go with the Switch. But the controls are different. They're specifically set for the Switch controller, um, and apparently there were some there were some issues early on when they first put it on the uh, Nintendo Switch Online thing. So, um, but we'll By the see. way, Pokemon Arceus is one of those games where there are so many things in the game that I still like sometimes have trouble hitting the right button to get to the right, like inventory map or something like it's yeah. just literally something, every single like button. Yeah. You got to think about, think about switching like, okay, yeah. I got to get to my pokeball or yeah. Or okay. What's this? Use this. Sometimes barrier. you just jam all the buttons when you're in a, when you're in a jam. <laughs> hit all the things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's been a really light week for, pretty much everything on my side of things. Um, I was, I was a little disappointed in myself that I did not get myself going on, on the uncharted games. Um, mm-hmm. so, but, um, I may still go ahead and just play those games just because I've never fully played them anyway, except for I highly recommend one. that. Yep. I do as well. I figured it looks your, cool. Yeah. Um, so um, I may just go ahead and play those anyway, but um, I will definitely be on the ball for March's uh, G- GMG VGBC. Had to think about the the acronym. He's <laughs> um, called Book Club. Yeah, for the our book club title for March, which is Horizon Forbidden West, which comes out on Friday. That's great. Yeah, Woo. I'm excited for that one. So, but that is it for me, Lucas. All right. There is There's something, something <laughs> on the wing. Something. All right. Uh, so Gage. on the life front, I got another voiceover gig. Ooh. And I upgraded my, my, my gig, I guess, from a three-minute robot voice to an almost two-hour 
uh, I don't even know what to call it. Like normal, I almost had to do like an academic professor voice. Like it was crazy huh. complicated. It was way different. The first job was like a breeze, three minutes, talk like a robot, no expression. Uh, just hello, how are you? Like just, it was, it was elementary dear, you know. Uh, but this one, I had to work longer. The subject matter was very complicated. Like I talked about everything from women's rights to space exploration to recycling environmentally friendly practices, blah, 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 blah. All this political stuff, like all in this, this curriculum that I didn't get to really follow along a script for per se what I was responding to, but I had to respond to someone sometimes like something like, Oh, that's interesting. Don't you think you could also do this instead? Like stuff like that. Now, now did you do it in an accent as well? Like, did you do it? Oh, I was like, hello, how are you today? (laughs) I definitely did not do an accent as much as I wanted to. I tried to play it cool. Uh, The guy did say that they liked my robot voice. So they invited me back. This company invited me back to do all this other stuff and a little more. Uh, more in depth. He definitely had to, uh, this guy's name is Mike and he definitely had to kind of direct me. He's like, all right, for the, so this next part, you're responding to someone about this and you really want to sound like really happy. Like sometimes, cause because I didn't have context, I wouldn't exactly know how to respond to things. You just see the text and you're like, well, I guess he's happy. And then Mike would be like, well, he's actually more skeptical. So you need to change your intonation and and or when you're asking a question, you know, make sure you go end with, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're making your voice go up, that kind of <laughs> stuff. So it was much more difficult and complicated, uh, but it was still cool, like getting to do it and uh, and just having that opportunity. So right. I did that. Being a voice actor. I know. <laughs> Craziness. Building up um, the resume. All right. Yeah, that's right. Look out. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Oh, the dream. Of of being, uh, did you did you see Ethan Rake? North, did you see that he's uh, going to be doing some sort of audio book to the Uncharted movie? Like Nolan North is going to be the and VO he's doing like all the voices. Are you serious? Yeah, he, yeah. So uh, I, I want to hear his selling impression to 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 hear that. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be cool to hear. Yeah. Uh, speaking of cool, my daughter is officially a school athlete. Uh, she had her first two uh, school matches, whatever you want to call them. One for soccer, one for basketball. Nice. Uh, last week she did. She she did play in the soccer game. She was she was one of two that got subbed in. Most of the starters stuck with the game the whole time, but she got chosen to sub in and she did touch the ball a few times uh then there were other times she had no idea where to stand and i saw like all the team in one area and then my daughter's like off to the side and the coach is like get over what are you doing over there so that was kind of fun which for me like i don't know a lot about soccer i mean i've i've watched the world cup i've watched olympic soccer uh i i've i've played fifa a couple times and gotten destroyed by like six-year-olds but so watching it i was like that doesn't seem right but you know whatever like not just with her but like with other kids 
but these, this is the JV. Like she's a part of the JV team. So this is like sixth grade to ninth. It's actually sixth grade to eighth grade, but they changed the rules this year that there are some ninth graders that are young enough that they can play in JV. So the coach is allowing them to play both JV and, and varsity, uh, which is good because it gives a little more experience to the JV team so they don't get destroyed. Um, and so, uh, but they won that game. So that was exciting. Then today we went to the basketball game and I understand a little more about basketball than soccer. So this was by far the more entertaining of the two, though I was really sad. My daughter didn't get to play. I have not laughed this much in a long time. And unfortunately it was at the expense of the girls (laughs) (laughs) because I kid you not these girls, it, it would go from one moment where the refs were clearly just letting the girls play in this JV squad on both teams, because there were some girls that were just, they were, they were literally running in place with the ball and like spinning in circles, like doing the, the, <laughs> the tango rest, with the, the ball in their like, head. You know what? I'm going to let this go. Otherwise, we're never going to get out of here. Some, like, exactly. exactly. They do that in the NBA now. <laughs> yeah, I have heard that. I have heard that. But it was there were so many things that happened, like just like whether like they called so many jump balls that were really fouls or they were really just, you know, girls on the floor and the refs like, we got to, we got to stop this jump ball. Just give them possession. Let's go. (laughs) So they called so many jump balls. They, they, I think they should have called fouls sooner because especially the, the visiting team that were playing against our, our girls, um, they were aggressive. Like they were getting in there and they were robbing them blind. Like they would dribble (laughs) our girls at the beginning of the game would dribble down the court cross uh cross the half court sometimes not even cross the half court and the lead girl on the other team would just walk up and grab the ball and just run the other way and it's like what what are you doing don't let them grab the ball out of your hands so it was it was sometimes very very entertaining for all the wrong reasons uh there were there were there were probably the most common call on both teams was backcourt violation and they were constantly like running to the other side of the half of the court and getting called on backcourt. And one of the referees actually multiple times stopped everything and say, Hey, let me just explain to you why we did this. You know, you got called on this because you're not actually supposed to go between the two half courts. So he was really cool. The other guy couldn't care less. He would just blow the whistle and point and then just move on. He's like, I do not like this job. I don't know why I'm doing this. You could tell he did not want to be there, (laughs) but it was a, he, nonetheless, it was it was entertaining. They got destroyed, but it was okay uh, because one of Tasha's friends, she is the same height as the eighth and uh, the eighth graders, and she oh. in in one area she blocked three shots in a row, and everybody lost it. They were just like, Whoa! like it was just so cool. So <laughs> did she, that was very did entertaining. She, did, did she taunt like the, the Kemi Mutombo like point? She should have. I'm gonna. I'm going to have Tasha show her a video and be like, you need to start doing this when you, when you block them, just like wag the finger or whatever. (laughs) That'll be hilarious. Do the, do the, yeah, just like, yeah, she was flexing. Yeah. Put the muscles up. Yeah. But she's, she, she's clearly, while she looks like she's an eighth grader, she's clearly a sixth grader, like really meek and just like putting her hand over her mouth. Like, (laughs) Oh like gosh. I just blocked them three times. <laughs> Did I? <do laughs> <So that? laughs> oh 
oh, did I stuff you in the face? I, I'm sorry. So that was pretty funny. Sorry, not pretty sorry. entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, a, a sixth grade boy would have like ripped his jersey in half and thrown it into the stands after three in a row. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. He would have been like, I am the master. I'm the strongest I'm person the in this room. NBA. That's right. I'm declaring the draft right now. Uh, on the gaming front, uh, the kids and I are still loving and just taking it Saturday by Saturday, still loving uh, Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, we've all clearly kind of set up our roles in the group. I don't yeah. know if like when you played Ronnie, if everybody eventually after playing for so long, y'all just kind of, you kind of had your like things you preferred yeah, or ways you preferred adopts, to fight. Like, the bow, you have your like tanker truck. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 And so my son is kind of like the yeah, 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 melee master. He just runs into the enemies and just starts <laughs> like doing that sound like, yeah, 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 like until he kills everything. <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty humorous. And most of the time he survives. It's it's uh, it's an impressive feat. He, he still picks up arrows sometimes. And I'm like, why did you pick up arrows? Because all you're going to do is run into the crowd. And you should be, and you should be able not. to drop arrows. I mean, let's I be honest. you should be able to drop arrows. Cause that really is frustrating. Should, the tank always has like 400 arrows. Hold on. Trying to kill it. Dang it. Trying to kill a mosquito. I'm getting attacked. Uh, at one point, my son had 300 arrows. My daughter had 400 arrows and I <laughs> had like 50 arrows. And I'm like, guys, no more arrows for anyone but me. Okay. Well, so the pickup, I think in that game, the pickup function is the same as the attack function or as yes, one of the attack it is. functions, isn't it? Yep. And, and that's what yeah, was that's happening, rough. really. My son's running in, killing stuff like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's picking up arrows while he's doing it. So it made yep. sense. But I still told him, like, I, I really, act, it really actually made me angry towards the end of one of the missions we did. I was like, guys, I use arrows more than both of you combined. So stop <laughs> it. Uh, Tasha, on the other hand, she is not a rush in melee master. She's more of a likes to toss TNT without warning us or just wanders around the map <laughs> and creates this like, you know, when you play a game that, you know, you need everybody to move at the same time, to make the screen move. And then there's one person that's like stuck far away and they stop you from that's my that's my daughter. Like she's we're going like there's always one. There's always one. We're going like Southwest and she's like Northeast, like looking at some flowers and she's like, wait, what are we doing? I'm like Tasha, get over here. <laughs> oh man. But I it's, played through it's that still with one of my a... buddies and I used to throw those TNTs like on purpose at him. Like I would just <laughs> oh, wait yeah. for him to be in the corner and try to get him like stuck in there. There it is. Got him. Uh, Man, does yeah, it make so, that noise every time you get him like that? That zapping noise? It does. It's awesome. I thought it's you very smacked cathartic. the first one. That, it's just, That's some I did ASMR type stuff. That's... I missed it. Ooh, but the smell after you kill one, ooh, it's yeah, not crazy. like a barbecue. It's like burning carcass. It's gross. Uh, me, on the other hand, I don't know if uh, Patrick or Ronnie, you got into the, the, like, the souls build where you suck up souls and then you have like a laser beam you have a, a ghoul that you can summon. You can heal the party. Like there's different soul, yeah. You know artifacts I, that you can I use. Never I never got really, into the souls. No, I really like it. Like I actually never I set up, up a character with that either. I got I fill up with souls so fast that there's a lot you of really good see the bar though. go, and then you just yeah. laser beam everything. And yeah, some of those it. moves it's are awesome. just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Uh, but it's been a blast. Uh, the kids also love Slime Rancher Patrick, just so you know. 
when I let them play it because, yeah. you know, we got some, I got some plates spinning and I ain't got time for Slime Rancher be running on our big screen television. If they <laughs> want to do Slime Rancher or something like that. Oh, got another one. Uh, they need to find a portable device just that can, <laughs> I can feel it on <laughs> my arm. Miyagi. You know what they can do? They, you, you got the, uh, Xbox game pass, you know, you can do it through your phone. That's true. And it's all touchscreen. I don't know if Minecraft mm. if slime, slime rancher is touchscreen, but I mean, they kids nowadays with their touchscreens and their, and their you guys got any of those. have you guys got any of the new DLCs or whatever in Minecraft dungeons? Or are you still on no, the, oh, yeah, we have them all too. So I, I actually have them all on there, and I haven't. So I finished the game before those were out. I think there was one maybe oh, like really? that uh, that island place or whatever with like the palm trees. Um, and I haven't played any of the other ones since then. Gotcha. Yeah, I definitely want to play this. Them. Just in, Minecraft mm-hmm. Xbox Game Pass uses touch controls. Hey. All right, there you go. You heard it here, folks. See, so yeah, you that, heard it here and first. Then let's go. Let's go Second. to Slime Rancher. Ah, oh, Slime Rancher, not touch controls. Oh. Boo. That's right. My son doesn't have to know that. that. I'll just be like, yeah, set it up on this. You'll be fine. And then he's just like, I can't get it to work. I'm like, sorry, that's all we I got. Wonder, I wonder if you can uh, like attach the Xbox controller to your phone. Yeah. Do they um, Do they have iPhones? Uh, my daughter does. Okay. And it's, uh, a, it's, a, it's an S Plus of some kind. Yeah, I don't know if you can sync that up or not. I'd have to double check. Well, then why did you even bring that up if you can't uh, sync it up? That was me. Hold on. I (laughs) was asking if they had iPhones, because if they didn't have Android phones, then it'd be no problem. Then why wouldn't you say, do they have Android phones? Because I had a feeling they had iPhones because you have an iPhone. They actually have one of each. Thank you very much. So, yeah. That is a really fun game, though. Uh, it's yeah. off, uh, like Minecraft Dungeons is really fun to play with like a group of people. I feel like for sure it's That's a like it's a, a blast game for uh, to play with your kids probably. Yeah, it really is. I'm um, yeah, like I said, I got some plates spinning. One of which is Slay the Spire. I told you guys last week that I was just about to beat it for a second time, and I did that night uh, with the Silent, which is like the poison type character. <laughs> um, then I beat it with the Defect, which is a like a robot who zappy zaps and lightning strikes and uh, it was cool now i am kind of trying to get the true ending with the watcher which is the fourth character uh which is a really cool character that you like you can it's almost like a kung fu master like where you change your stance and so you have like a wrath stance you have a calm stance you have a divinity stance and, and each thing that you do has like a perk to it and then also like a negative side so like the wrath stance makes you hit double, but you also take double damage. And so switching between all those different stances has been, has added a different layer of uh, planning and strategizing and stuff. Um, When you do the true ending, you do have like a fourth act up to this point. I've only beaten it like three times in the three acts. Now I have a fourth act. Um, I I thought I was going to beat it the other day, but I totally screwed up my run. And uh, it did not happen, and it made me sad. So sad I took a days. break from it for a day, and I tried out uh, Sifu, that old classic, that old chestnut. That it sounds Patrick like you're saying up. It's seafood. actually thanks to Nova Cell now. Yeah, seafood. I love seafood. <laughs> you just you toss hush puppies at the enemies, like peg them in the face with the with the seafood. You like kick up a piece of shrimp and kick it in their face. 
Yeah. It's like a hibachi chef <laughs> when he flips it. He's like, catch it in your mouth or catch my fist. Poof. Make a volcano. So, uh, I haven't I haven't gotten to play as much Sifu as as Patrick, but I've still uh, I've still really enjoyed the little bit I've played. Uh, I will be honest that I've struggled. Well, I haven't struggled, but I knew going in not to be button mashy. So I've been like fighting my inner button mashy self because with fighting games in general, I just like to mash them. Buttons, oh my right? gosh! Yeah, like that's when the best moves come out in the in the really good fighting games. Uh, this is just an okay fighting game. Just kidding. It's not actually fighting game, so it doesn't work that way. It's a different kind of um, fighting game. Yeah, different one. It really, like, to me, it's such a mix between a, a roguelike, uh, um, a fighting game where you have, like, you know, up, down, triangle, or left, right, or, you know, moving things a certain way to do a move. And then it's also just like a, a good old fashioned brawler, it's just 3D. So it reminds me of like Streets of Rage. It reminds me it's got that it's got the areas with the enemies, and then you're just kind of moving your way around them and positioning yourself so you don't get attacked on both sides. And and like I, I was in the first level and I was in a hallway. Uh I don't know if it was a hallway or balcony or whatever. And all of a sudden, 10 dudes and, and well, guys and gals walked up the steps. And I just I, I did die once, but for the most part, I wrecked shop. And it was just it made me feel so cool. Like I just felt like a ninja master i was getting a little button mashy with the dodge and the the parry because i was just like <laughs> i didn't know what to do and i panicked yeah, but i would just dodge a bunch and they would miss me and then i'd hit them uh it was it was it was pretty fun i really uh i've really enjoyed it so far i'm like most of the way through the first stage i've gotten to a hallway where two dudes come out the side and there's a big fat guy in the middle uh, and he's like oh, you can't yep. come to you know the the boss said do not enter or whatever so i'm about to fight them uh and i think i'm 23 years old so i've died like two or three times i think three times but each time i've been able to reset my counter so when i have died the next time i I was able to get to the next area um so yeah so it's it's been really cool uh really fun um I'm, i'm looking forward to you know working on that a little bit but it won't be my main focus. So we'll see how the progress goes with it. I will definitely see it through like I did with Hades. Maybe I won't play it as much as Hades, but yeah. uh, it's, it, I do see the, like you're talking about Patrick, the kind of the, the, the live fight, die, repeat, and kind of that, that just loop of making yourself stronger. And it, it always sinks its teeth into me. So um, uh, FYI, just this just in you can sync a ps4 and a ps5 controller to an iphone device wait so you can play xbox game pass on a apple iphone using a ps5 controller now see i've never messed with game pass games on on that sounds so i don't know how well that works i mean if anything you could probably just grab an xbox controller and try to sync it that way but I mean, I guess I could play on my computer while the kids play on the TV. Yeah. I guess. I guess. If I yes. have to. Yeah. If I have to. You gotta resort to that. Yeah. If it comes down to it, if they don't leave me alone. But, Did you know, by the way, this, uh, I've been holding on to this question since Minecraft Dungeons. Do you know at the end of every level in Minecraft Dungeons, as long as you just equip all your highest level stuff, it'll actually drive up the level of the item that you get. Even if you're not using them, just equip them before you go through the door. Really? Oh. 
Yeah. I did not know that. So even if you get an Shit's item that you don't tree. use at all and it's a higher level than what you have equipped, just equip everything at your highest level before you go through the door. I like that. Yeah. After playing hundreds of hours of it, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, that is so man. great to hear. Too <laughs> little, too late. Well, for me, I'm definitely going to apply that one. So thanks, yeah. Runny, for that one. Um, the, the, the main reason I won't be able to really go through Sifu is I am still working on the Uncharted Hexology. I'm at Uncharted 4. And man, oh, man, Uncharted 4 on the PS5 is a sight to see. It is so glorious, so beautiful. I, I literally feel like I've skipped one, maybe two generations from playing Uncharted 3 to playing Uncharted 4. That's how big the jump feels. And maybe it's because they did update it more effectively to the PS5 as opposed to the PS3 going to the PS4. But oh my goodness, this game is just immaculate. And playing them back to back to back, I don't want to give away too much because we are going to have a spoiler cast about it with Tim, mm -hmm. the two-man pollen. Um, yeah, I mean, the graphicalness of oh, Uncharted the 4 oh, the is graphicalness. just, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it's, so, it's so lush, and I, it's really making me even more excited for Horizon uh, Forbidden West, because I know that one's even more luscious and beautiful and graphical-ness. <laughs> so it's exciting. Uh, it's a great time to be a gamer. So working on Uncharted 4, Uncharted 4 uh, going to definitely be... Uh, starting uh, Horizon Forbidden West with y'all. Uh, yeah, so that's that's some of the exciting stuff I've been gaming at. Uh, the last one, Deep Rock Galactic with Ryan. Unfortunately, definitely a one and done for me. Uh, I played it with him. It was harder than we thought it should be. It was clunky to navigate. It, it kind of had a unique experience to it, like you're mining and then you're also fighting off these like alien bugs as dwarves, which is kind of a weird combination. But it, it was an interesting concept, but it was not fun. It was just like it was like a mix between I'm mining this stuff to collect for whatever reason, and then getting attacked by like a horde mode kind of thing with weapons that just didn't feel right. Uh, it is what it is. I tried it. I I definitely don't give it a high rating, but it's not you know. Not every game is for everyone. It's kind of mm -hmm. like in sports. It's a good thing there are lots of sports to choose from because at this point in life, there's a sport for every person, every person on this earth. And some would say, ah, it's not a sport, but it is. And we're going to talk about it tonight because that is our topic, sports ball. That's right, folks. We are talking about sports ball. We are talking about sports, whether they are popular or not, known or not. We have some joiners who shared about some sports back in the day, and we skipped over it because we let Ronnie and Patrick talk about the Bengals until like orange was coming out of their eyeballs. And so today, we're of course going to give you guys a chance to mourn and you know share your thoughts on the Super Bowl. Uh, but we're also going to talk about other sports as well. So do you guys want to lead off with the Super Bowl since that was the main sports ball event going on recently? Hey, Does that work? And sure. then we'll sure. And then we'll transition over to other sports. Uh, yeah, so the uh, Super Bowl happened. Um, the Bengals 
they had like 3,500 to one odds or some, something crazy like that to, to make it to the Super Bowl before the season even started. Uh, no one thought that they would, they would make it. Um, they had a great season. Uh, they were the underdogs almost, almost every single game uh, leading up to the playoffs and including the playoffs. And they continued to defy odds. They continued to have lucky plays after capitalizing on um, their opponents' uh, turnovers and things like that. Uh, it was great, and getting them them have beating Pat Mahomes twice in one season, one in the regular season, and then once in the playoffs was awesome. It's really awesome uh, seeing them go all the way to the Super Bowl, um, and really the 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 fan vote was that everyone outside of LA wanted the Bengals to win, which was really, really cool seeing, uh, you know, everyone loves an underdog story. You know, everyone sure. wants, wants the, wants the team that's not supposed to win, win. Um, especially if you don't have any affiliation with, with, uh, teams like, like the LA Rams. Um, so, uh, but you talk, I'll talk to all of the analysts, you know, 90% of them were saying, Hey, the Rams are going to win. And which in it fact, was they great. were supposed to win in pretty convincing fashion. Yes, yeah, so some a lot of, of the analysts were, blow out the Bengals. Were have, have them winning by like twenty points and things like that, and just because the Rams had a good good defense, their defensive line was just amazing. They have one two of the best defensive linemen in the NFL, and they're on the same team. Uh, and against the offensive line. also the, the oldest. I don't know if that's one of the same two, but they also he have the He's on the offensive line, lineman. Andrew Whitworth. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's yeah. on the offense. Yeah. yeah. Which was yeah, he he's on the offensive Former bangle. Former bangle. Yes. But, I should have asked Mark first about that. Sorry uh, to try to interject. <laughs> hey, you know some things. Good job. <laughs> Get on in here. <laughs> uh, so... And they're going against the uh, offensive line for the Bengals, who have the second worst offensive line in the NFL. Uh, so it was a very big mismatch. You know, like Joe Burrow sacked most times in the in the regular season, and sacked another nineteen times or something like that in the, in the playoffs. <laughs> it, was know, it was way like too the, many. It's the, the most I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like you, you a, a quarterback is not going to last no matter how good they are, no matter how young they are. Um, if you're, if you get, continue to get sacked, you have a higher probability of getting injured. Um, and so he actually sprained his knee. In the yeah. Yeah. Which was scary. You could see he him on the ground. Anybody look at him. He said he wasn't coming out. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, like it, it's, it, it started off, you know, like the, the, the Bengals, they, they were going back and forth um, and they looked like they were going to do it. They looked either they're, they're up, uh, against the the Rams at one point, uh, but then they then their offense just started to stall, and they you kind of knew that the that that like so the pass rush and all the really good players that the Rams have on their defense, like it kind of felt like they were eventually going to wear them down a little bit, like the Bengals line, like they did pretty good early on, but later like during the game, like as they started to like fatigue a little bit, like mm -hmm. that's when that's when it started to get really bad. Yeah. They, I think they, they, they gave up one or uh, two, maybe two or three sacks in the first half. And then they gave up four or five in the second half. You could tell that they were, they were, you know, like their, their, their stamina wasn't, wasn't what it was for the first, uh, first half. 
Uh, and then they punt four straight times and they couldn't really capitalize on anything. You know, they had, they had more turnovers uh, that they, that nor takeaways uh, this, this game and mm-hmm. they couldn't capitalize on them. And so you, they in previous games, they capitalized on the turnovers and this game, they didn't uh, they, it was another game where the refs let them play and they didn't call anything. They called, you know, some, Except some things that they one, called, that I mean, one they, they, run they, where they, they got penalized so many times it brought St. Louis to the one yard line. Oh, St. yeah. Louis, I mean, they, there was a lot of, a lot of calls they didn't call I mean, LA. You know, on, on both ways, both ways. I mean, there's right, the right. T Higgins touchdown, you know, it was a face mask <laughs> that yeah. you could see that his head just mask. turned. Yeah. And they didn't call it. And <clears> then with two minutes left, they start to call penalties. Uh, and of course, it had to be against the Bengals. It, it felt, it felt uh, inconsistent. You know, fixed uh, actually. It did. It really did. It felt like they were just going to give it to them, and so, they wanted they wanted them to score. Yeah, I'm not really um, like one of those people that would be like, oh, like we, you know, we got screwed over, and uh, you know, normally I'm I'm not that. Um, I think the part of this game, so. I understand there being penalties. Like, like you said, the Bengals got away with some, everybody, you know what I mean? They were letting them play and you can see it like on the TV guys are, you know, the receivers running down the field, like waiting for the ball and the defender and him are just going back and forth, like just fighting each other the whole way down the field. They're not calling anything. Um, And honestly, it was, it was a real shame at, at the end that those flags started flying. Um, nor, mm-hmm. Like I said, normally I'm, I'm not a guy where I, I would have thought, well, the NFL really would rather one team win, you know, in most cases. And, you know, I think it was third down, third and goal uh, from about like the eight or nine yard line uh, for the Rams. And that first penalty came out and it wasn't actually a penalty. Um, Obviously when you slow it down, everybody can see, you know, but at full speed, you don't really know. What was the Um, penalty? It was pass interference on Zach Wilson, I think. Mm-hmm. their middle linebacker he was covering cooper cup and he made an amazing play amazing play and it was um, weird because they because the the call was exact same call that they did not call <clears throat> earlier in the game yeah and and honestly this this particular one wasn't an actual penalty he made a really good play um yeah. if that was a penalty in the nfl there would be a penalty on every single play like um so it was it was bad it, it was really bad to take to get a bad call like that um when you're so close, it's the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it felt like the penalties at the end really decided a lot of the game after the whole game was fought hard, like both teams. Um, and then for all of them just to start coming out all over the place at the end of the game. Uh, so, I mean, just to set the, just to set it up for the people who didn't know. So the Rams were, um, the Rams were down by four. I think they were down it was by tw- four. It was 20 to 16. And they, it was third and goal. So they had to score on the, that play or the next play from about the eight or nine yard line, which really isn't that close. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Um, and uh, Stafford dropped back through a pass over the middle and a flag came out because our linebacker was covering the receiver and um, our linebacker actually had knocked the ball down and they called pass interference on him. But when you slow it down, it really didn't interfere with them at all. Like it was a really good defensive play actually for a linebacker to make. But what it did was is a pass interference penalty 
is either a pass interference penalty. It's basically they get the ball at the spot of the penalty. So it put them on like the one yard line and then it gave them a whole new set of downs. So at that point it seemed like, Oh man, like they've been playing, they've been holding them really well up until this point, but giving them another four plays from the one yard line is like a death sentence. Yep. Yeah, and it's and it sucks that, that that happened at the end of the game. You know, the couple things uh, the Bengals didn't capitalize on the turnovers. You know, yeah. which you know, the, if even if those penalties were were the same, if the Bengals would have hit a field goal or yeah. got a touchdown in the red zone, like they should have, instead of kicking a field goal, uh, the whole it would have been a different outcome. Um, yeah. But but two, you never you never want to put the game in the refs' hands to have that the ability for for you to get screwed over like that. I don't I don't I don't want to say that's kind of why over. I think they let them play so you know, much because it was a Super Bowl. And just the decision to, for them to start throwing flags. And, and uh, on the one that I, I was discussing, like it was just, it wasn't even really one that looked like it was probably a pass interference. You know, it, it was uh, it was their number one receiver and it was our linebacker covering him, which under normal circumstances, yeah, you probably should pass it. Like you're, you're going to have to pass interfere him to stop him. But he just made a really good play. And mm-hmm. for the flags to start coming out then, like that really um, – it, it, was I mean, it didn't it didn't nail it down, but I mean it really just took the wind like right out of the sails. Yeah. But so, I will but say yeah. Go ahead. with all the negative, um I think like Pat, we can agree, like it was it was an incredible season. Incredible. It was such a fun ride. Like it literally like just pumped life back into the city, like in a weird, like it's hard to describe. But in basically my entire life, um, it Bengals fans, like it's just nothing but a bunch of people complaining really like about how bad the Bengals are. And all of a sudden, like everybody in the city being on the same side, like it was just a magical thing, really. Um, it was just, it was awesome for the whole city and it was so much fun, like just to be, you know, kind of a part of that, um, whole thing. And I, and I mean, like I said, it was an, it was an amazing season. Nobody would have dreamed the Bengals would have been in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, this past season, it didn't, you know, they had a, not a good season before that a quarterback coming off of an injury. It, it was just out of nowhere. So it was really fun. I mean, it, it was, I, and I, I'm very optimistic about this team. This is a, not a Bengals team. Like I've grown up with, it's a completely different thing. And what's and great about that. Yeah. What's great about that is, you know, there, it's, it's not a one and done team because basically everybody's coming back next year. Yeah, they should be better uh, all, next year. So because they have everybody coming back next year, they'll be able to focus on the offensive line, which is the obvious weakness that they have. Whether yeah. they're they're going to get uh, a uh, out of free agency or the draft. I mean, if you go to the Super Bowl, now eyes are on you like, oh, this team is good, and I'm going to be a free agent. I want to go play for the Bengals. You know, you're going to have more people thinking that. Than people want to come play for Burrow past. now too. Like he's and, made a yeah. name for himself out of nowhere. People are going to war. I mean, they the, the way that the Bengals carried themselves through this entire season and postseason, and the way they just like graciously took the loss. Uh, people are like, "Wow, this is this is not the thug Bengals. This is not the Bungles of old. These yeah. are this is a this is a new a new chapter in uh, the Bengals franchise, which I'm really excited uh, to see coming up." Yep, I'm. I, I feel the same way. And like when you said, people will want to come here and play, like. 
I mean, like Gronkowski made a comment, like he didn't say that he was coming to the Bengals or anything, but he said, is there any other quarterback that you would like to play with? And he's like, yeah, I'd like to play with Joe Burrow. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a recognition across the league that normally wouldn't be the case for the Bengals. Yeah. Really awesome. So they should be, they should be better next year. Um, People that aren't like really like big Bengals fans, like might not know, but the Bengals have like $60 million in cap room. Uh, for the next season. What that means basically is that they can pick up some players. They ha- they have room to pick up some players. And um, yeah, like, I'm excited to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, we're not just excited about what's going to happen with the Bengals. We are excited for what the winners have to contribute. That has nothing to do with the Super Bowl. So I hope you got it out of your system. I hope everybody's ready to discuss some non-NFL football sports and some sports that maybe we've never even heard of or didn't know existed. Hold on a second. Before we go any uh, let's further. Let's talk with wait, Chris. Oh. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. So I think there was a sport that I saw you playing or watching or seeing on online where it looked like it was tennis, but it was also handball and like a curved tennis or like a some sort of table. I, yeah, I've. Would, who was that? So, was so that you, Lucas? when I went, that was, that was me. When I went to the soccer game that my daughter played, it was at another school, and we walked. We were walking towards the field, and we saw this what looked like a ping pong table, except it was curved down on both sides, and it had a glass net, quote unquote. Uh, and I was like, what is this? And it said tech ball, T-E-Q ball, one word. I was like, well, that's that's weird. Uh, uh, do people really play ping pong on this? Because that's going to be kind of like you're going to hit the ball there. And it's because it's like leaning forward, the ball is just going to like shoot down towards the ground. Yeah. So I looked yeah. it up and found online and it is pretty much soccer ping pong. And oh, that's you, right. So they yeah. use their feet. They use their feet, they use their head, they use their chest, their knees. You cannot use your hands. Well, I'd be terrible at that. It's <laughs> I'm straight out. Go ahead and take the hands out. And that's, no that's good here. Yeah, no hands, no no good. Uh, yeah. It looked incredibly hard. And it's actually, it was, it, was, uh, it was invented in uh, one of the H countries, Hungary, uh holland i would assume it's got to be a country where soccer itself is pretty big maybe not there's a nordic country somewhere in europe yeah for sure but that was a crazy looking game for sure i got Um, got a serious question seeing that i got a serious sports question so is everybody in brazil basically just awesome at soccer like is that That just happened like they just come right out of the womb and they're just pele (laughs) i need you to imagine like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, everybody's Pele when they come. They either, they either Pele I can't remember, or Pele. But I think they're number one in the world in soccer, or at least they were a couple years ago. I I would say per capita they have the most kid. It's it's like U.S. in basketball. Like you know, you go to any inner city, you go to any city <clears throat> yeah. uh, in the U.S., and you got so many kids playing basketball. It's ridiculous, and so it's kind of the same thing with soccer, uh, except it's even more common because all you really need is a ball. And then you can you can use flip flops to make goals. So you don't even need goals. It's like no equipment. Yeah, you can set up just anywhere. Just a ball. Right? Yeah, the street, a field, a hallway, whatever. So 
Yeah, there's huge competition here. It's so funny because you have exchange students uh, from Brazil go to the U.S. and they can be mediocre soccer players here, but they go to the U.S. and they're like the number one at a school. Yeah, they're the best they're like star player. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy for sure. Mm-mm-mm. All right, Chris the Rock said, "Let me blend the topics from the past couple weeks." I don't like watching sports. It's too much of a time sink. I've enjoyed the times I participated in a fantasy league, but it was time consuming for me. I also grew up practicing solo sports only. My favorite sports are running, swimming, biking, skiing, and tennis. There is an M and an E in team. There you go. I have an unpopular opinion about sports. Mm. Mm. I mean, you got to have somebody on the other side when you're playing tennis, though. You do. It's not like Forrest Gump where you're just hitting it against the wall. And everybody's I actually watching. like, I completely support tennis. Like I played tennis all throughout high school. Like, and I always have loved it. I think it's a fantastic game. So much fun to play. Yeah. 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 I personally don't like solo sports because I don't like all that pressure. I like to distribute the pressure and mix the team. And if I'm, you know, as long as I'm sharing the screw ups and the successes, I'm all right with that. So dude, I realized something, um, the other night when the Super Bowl was on, watching sports where I have any sort of vested interest in in any of any one of the teams gives me anxiety to watch it. Yeah, I agree with that. So I yes, horrible. I, I could not. I couldn't watch the Super Bowl, even if I, I. I don't think I have the means to watch it. Had the means to watch it anyway, but. Um, yeah, I don't think I could have watched it just because um, I know that the Bengals were playing and that's y'all's team. So I just I had to stay away from it, and every so often just kind of sneak a quick peek at the at the yeah at the score. But otherwise, like yeah, I I can't watch I can't watch sports that, like that. I agree that that part is really bad. I I, I feel the same way. Um, mm. It was actually like. <laughs> And the past has been better because the Bengals really weren't expected to do anything. They really yeah. didn't play in big games. And then all of a sudden, I, I was at a Super Bowl party on Sunday. I went over to uh, one of my friends, and there was a bunch of people there. And it was it was a rowdy Super Bowl party, right? Like people standing up. Like it was it was a rowdy one. And I was sitting somewhere in the back, quietly, just like you know, hands like on my knees, like leaned forward, like just just like all right, let's just let's just get through this. And I remember thinking at the end, the Bengals were going to come down and, and kick a field goal. I was like, I don't even know if I could do overtime. Like, I did not know if I could, like, stand in overtime. So, yep. Now, but, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I completely agree. I'm the exact opposite. I thrive uh, on that anxiety. Like, I get really <laughs> excited, you know, like, I pace. I, uh, But I enjoy it. I enjoy that uh, me just rooting from my couch, being the old couch coach. And be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Why, why are you throwing to him? Yeah, when I watch him at watch home, him. I, I can't just sit down. <laughs> why you turn into like, Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you, you got a ball? That's, not, that's not where the ball goes. <laughs> <laughs> what is the deal? Yeah, it is terrible, though. It is a terrible feeling. Like, it's just like I, I couldn't eat anything. Like, I didn't want to drink anything. Like, it's just like, oh, which, please, let's just yeah. win. Let's just get it over with. Let's just win and get out of here. And and now that I've I only been like it, that. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I've only been like that with one team 
and it was when they had a chance to to win something and it was my wvu mountaineers in 2009 they i think that the buckeyes had just lost it was the last game of the year if they won they would go into second or first place they would hop the buckeyes i think they were third or fourth at the time and got into the national championship yeah this sorry this is my uh this is a ncaa football in the uh, mountaineers get uh huggins then wasn't he the coach for basketball yeah huggy bear yeah, and in basketball, Huggy Bear. Huggy he was came the from best. Cincinnati I think he's still there. Year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they and then they choked against the rivals, uh, Pittsburgh Pitt. And uh, I think the second half, my friend and I, Tom, we stood the entire half, just chanting, rally caps, yeah. like doing whatever we could to get good vibes to go towards our team to get them to win, and they choked so badly, and it was like the best worst day ever like i'll never forget that day uh it's so typical of like we have the same experience with the mountaineers that you guys have with the Bengals. they've made it to two championships and they've choked in both championships uh over the last 30 or 40 years how many yeah. however many it's been but uh yeah i totally get it and my my mom is uh my stepmom is a pittsburgh steeler fan and she had to stop watching uh the games because she got so like she got so violently anxious. People, yeah, people get she would too like crazy about it. Punch us. She would throw <laughs> stuff at her family. Like most times, it was pillows, so it was okay. But if she ran out of pillows, she started grabbing other stuff, and it was like, Ooh. nope, we're not watching this with you. That's when you're you not know allowed you need to... to quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So For she sure. she quit a while ago. Yeah, I will say, Pat, uh, the Bengals like they didn't embarrass us though and we're really used to being embarrassed in big games like the Bengals just do no, something ridiculous not. like they didn't they do that which is i mean means a lot you know what i mean like they didn't go yeah. and, and do something ridiculous where people would be like well it's just the Bengals," you know mm-hmm. they didn't really do that so yeah that felt, felt real nice there was, yeah, was a lot of silver loss. linings for sure yeah yeah i was just thinking about like that makes sense why i like if there is a sport that I gravitate towards at all is baseball. Mm. And then, and that's like the chillest or at least one of the chillest sports besides golf, I suppose. Yeah. Right. Golf. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And he's approaching. And some people get, goes. some people and get crazy about golf. I'm though, falling yeah. asleep. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's crazies for every sport. Um, oh, for sure. And for baseball, sure. I like baseball was worse for me for a while. Like the Reds had a couple of years there where I wouldn't say they were contenders, but like contenders for their division. So I would like, you know, any, any playoff baseball, like seems, you know, I'm like, man, I don't even want to watch this anymore. Yeah. But I can't not watch it. So it's like (laughs) watching a car accident. Yeah. Speaking (laughs) of baseball, Corey Fouch, AKA Smith said baseball is still my number one, even though the lockout has dampened that a bit. Cardinals fan, obviously. Recently, I've gotten into Formula One racing, and it's a blast to watch. Uh, football is my number three, I think. I think this year's Super Bowl matchup is a good one. Uh, he said mainly because it's one of the ones without Brady or Mahomes in it, and I say that as a Chiefs fan. I always go for the underdog stories. So even though they beat the Chiefs, I really like the Bengals. So... At least you guys got another Bengals fan from it. Yeah, I even think, like Pat said, there was a lot of people. 
yeah a lot of people like that across the whole yeah you know across everywhere for sure i mean they are likable like burrow like i don't it's hard to not like i mean i'm like obviously i'm in love with him but it's hard to not like him (laughs) You know? But he always has the right answers. Like he, it's it's not like oh, he, man, yeah. he never he trashes even... anyone. He's just like, and he never says anything about himself. He always lifts up his team, and you, know, you can tell he's a leader. You can tell it right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. the game, it's like, uh, bro, you were sacked uh, seventy three times tonight. What what happened out there? He'd be like, well, you know, the other team just had a really good game plan, and they executed better. And it's like, oh man, you're not going to burn any of these guys. Like, yeah, for real? yeah. <laughs> but no, he doesn't. It doesn't. He, he really is a leader. It's it's bizarre that that's happening in Cincinnati. <laughs> hey, you guys were bound to get a good good egg eventually, so I'm glad it's Burrow. Yeah, uh, Travesty mm-hmm. on the Discord said, I don't like sports, and I don't watch sports. I'm going to read this like a grumpy old man. I don't like sports, and I don't watch them. <laughs> you can't make me. Uh, I'll watch them. And then don't play Get out of here. Uh, but I do have two favorite teams, the Dallas Cowboys, because my uncle, uh oh, here we go. Because my uncle growing up liked them. So I wanted to be cool and like them too. And then for baseball, I like the angels, not because of my uncle, but because my favorite baseball card was a Nolan Ryan all-star card, which I still have. Weird oh. thing is I don't like baseball cards either, but that cheap <laughs> gum kept me going. <laughs> that gum the is gum? so bad. That's the worst gum. That's <laughs> Break ever. some teeth. Oh my that? gosh. Oh, that's where it than breaks teeth, goes. and then like 0.5 seconds later, it's no flavor. It's just <laughs> you're chewing you on hit, a piece of paper. As soon as you hit the baseball mound, though, like uh, like a big piece of bubblicious, like man, it just feels right out there. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but he did have a question amidst all that. I don't like. Don't do this. Don't do that. He said, "My question is, why do you like who you like?" Why are so, you the awesome way that questions. you are? Why do you like who you like? You guys, <laughs> you guys were talking about Burrow. You said why you liked him because he's an upstanding guy, good leader, leads yeah. by example, never talks smack. Uh, he, he who are some also. other? That's really the thing. Yeah, he's a winner. I, I think I, I think it was a big um, part of the way that I was brought up. Um, you know, like a, a lot of times, like you know, my dad was big into football. So from a very early age, like my dad's whole side, are, they're like diehard Bengals fans, like. I actually have a picture. Um, my aunt uh, sent me a picture of my grandma, who is, I think, 86 or 87, uh, standing in front of the TV for the Super Bowl, and she had a like a Joe Burrow shirt on. It was really cool. So nice. Yeah, I mean, it that just really cool. I, I feel like I didn't really have much of a choice, honestly. I, I mean, I've I've always loved sports ever since I was a, a kid. So being able to root for uh, a local team, you know, like I'm not an NBA fan. Like I love, love sports, but I'm not an NBA fan. Cause we don't have a local yeah. team in the NBA. You know, I don't want, I don't have any skin right. in the game. I don't really like, I, he, I know about players that are in, you know, the a high profile guys that are in the NBA, but that, you know, like, and so, but except for soccer, you know, I don't really care much for soccer or football or football or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> Uh, but you know, I've I've always loved sports, and and really, uh, I'm gonna be a Cincinnati fan, you know, through and through. I'm I'm and I'm a sports fan in general. Like I will watch like any NFL games that are on Thursday nights, Sunday nights, and Monday nights. Even if the Bengals are not even playing, I'm watching them. 
Like I, mm. I, I love to watch football. Football is my number one. Baseball is a uh, a close second, but I can't watch. I with football, it's like you know, it's only on a couple times a week, and with baseball, it's like it is on all the time. So I feel like I'm okay missing a few games. They are two completely just different. Like as a fan of each football and baseball, the two are just not even close to yeah. being the same. Football is just way more intense because you do only get those like so few instances of yeah. like when they're out there, 16, 17 games or whatever. Um, and like you said, in baseball, it's every night, every night there's a game on. Every night, I actually like, like that. Uh, yeah. Like I watch a lot of baseball games, but every night, I mean, yeah, if I turn it on and it's the second inning and the Reds are losing like four to nothing, I'm like, nope. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not tonight. Not ruining my night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check the score later, you know? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of similar to you, Patrick, in the sense that if I don't have any skin in the game like if i don't have like for example in west virginia we have no professional teams we have uh the mountaineers or there's marshall and yeah go turds we don't we don't do the thundering turds in my neck of the woods we support okay. the mountaineers all right just so you know marshall are the thundering herd which is a stupid mascot if you ask me but nobody's asking me so whatever uh, but we like to refer to them as the Thundering Turds uh, when they play us. When they don't play us, we support them. But when they play us, we're not fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, 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 I love the Mountaineers, uh, basketball, baseball, uh, football. Um, I, I haven't followed them as much as, as I used to because of living in Brazil. Um, but at the same time, I still keep an eye on the scores and what they're doing or what they're not doing. They have been stinking it up in football in recent years. Uh, but when it comes to professional sports, I usually just cheer for the underdog. Um, if there is a player that I find to be, have like an interesting story or has, you know, upstanding character or is a team player. Uh, I, I mean like Joe Burrow, I'm definitely a Joe Burrow fan after watching him and, and seeing the, the way he presents himself and the way he handles himself. Um, yeah, and uh, those those magical hands of Chase uh, are crazy good. Like he was fun to watch in these playoffs, and I'm I'm sure there's a lot of catches and stuff he did earlier that in the season that I missed. But uh, I like those kind of players that that either have a good character and shine that way, or they shine in terms of like the crazy stuff they can do. So, yeah, yep, and yeah. I'm I'm yeah. very much on the. I guess on the outside of it, but yeah, it's all about the home teams. It's all about pride in one's home. Uh, whereas, you know, obviously I'm from New Hampshire, so we kind of get looped in as a, as a region with like the new England Patriots and the Boston Red Sox and Mm -hmm. the Boston Mm -hmm. Celtics and, and, and all those guys, you know, it's all a regional thing because obviously New Hampshire doesn't have their own team. So, um, but where is New Hampshire? It's uh, it's up there. You had to point <laughs> to it on a map. <laughs> I don't think I could. <laughs> well, you know, see, it's there's... funny that you're such a casual fan, Mark. Honestly, because those are like yeah, they're die the like rabid fan bases yeah. ever. They're absolutely like, die-hards. and it's just been absolutely made worse over the past like 20 years because the teams are good. Yep, yep, yeah. And yep. after it's it's been nice because after 
unexpected, especially with the Red Sox after 86 years of not winning. Yeah. They finally, <laughs> finally won. And then they've had, they've had a few uh, pennants since then. Um, and of course, you know, Brady's been on the Patriots and, um, plus they had a couple of wins before that with like Drew Bledsoe and, and all those guys and Adam Vinatieri and all them. Um, but, uh, um, so yeah, that's been helpful that they're, that they're on the up and up. Uh, at least most of our teams are on the up and up. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, those guys are all diehards, but yeah, to answer your question, Patrick, there's New Hampshire, Maine, Canada. That's about it. That's all you need to know. And it's in the top right-hand corner of the country. Yeah, just Canada. point at Canada, Patrick, and then go two states down. You're good. You got it. Yeah. Well, technically one, technically one state. Nobody yeah. knows where it is. No, you, you go <laughs> two states down. Triangle. <laughs> one, two, New Hampshire. You got one between because you go one, two, and it's on the second one. I mean, that's how you Let told me ask us. You this New Hampshire, question. Maine, Canada. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it this way. So New Hampshire, picture New Hampshire in the middle. That's where Maine we don't is, know this. That's where Texas is. Maine is to the well, not in the middle of the United States. Come on. That's oh, where okay. Texas all right. is. <laughs> you gotta look at New England. You gotta look at that region. And right. and picture picture yeah. New Hampshire picture being in the middle of Paris that. and Rome. Mexico. Right, got it. Nailed it. In the middle okay. middle of the world, right? <laughs> so there's New yep. Hampshire. Maine is just to the right. And then you have Vermont, the one on the end. You have Vermont on your left, Massachusetts down on the bottom, Canada on top. Nope, I wasn't listening. I'm more confused than I was before. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Do you guys still think you could get an empty map of the United States and definitely fill it out with certainty? No. I could get a ninety nope. percent. I don't think I could. I think I could do a solid eighty percent, and I would. There, there's areas Ooh, where I would definitely. Yeah, that's right. I probably get forty out of fifty. I probably do that. Yeah, I would be okay with the East Coast and some of the West Coast, and Texas. <laughs> See, Texas. that's what I you would do. Though you'd Texas. fill out, you'd fill out all the blatantly obvious ones, and you're, you're try to fill like, in the rest. Man, uh, South Dakota, North Dakota. Oh yeah, there's Idaho. You're gonna forget. You're gonna forget. <laughs> like I don't even know this one. Yeah, no. not even. I'm not even gonna Wyoming? guess. Wyoming? What? Oh, I would have. I would have forgotten about Wyoming. <laughs> I'd get the Carolinas mixed up. Probably. <laughs> See, I got them. Uh, we're not far states. from them. <laughs> Old Cacalakis. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question from uh, Bernabe El Ronchas Butters. Uh, which alternative sport is your favorite? Is it worth? Is it worthy of ESPN El Ocho? Explain as best you can. Paint a picture. It's the of your favorite alternative sport. Oh, man. My favorite, it's no longer in existence, was arena football. I loved arena football. It was cool. We had we cool. had a, a team called the Cincinnati Jungle Cats back in 2007 or 2008, around there. And I got season tickets to the Cincinnati Jungle Cats. And I think uh, there were this some Bengals exciting. players that were that owned the team and i had got two tickets my dad went to my me and my dad went to every game i loved arena football mm. i'm so, so I'm, I'm sad that it's gone they don't do mm. that anymore so my pick i guess for uh, if you're going to call it an alternative sport so i love uh 
the TV show Ninja Warrior, both versions. Mm, okay. The the Japanese that is some pretty intense stuff. The Japanese yeah. version and the American version. Just watching those guys do those obstacle courses and everything is pretty sweet. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to be like just in ridiculous shape to do some of that stuff. Yeah. Like, yep. It is right. absolutely incredible. Yep. So it's interesting that you mention alternative sports and and Ronnie, I don't know if you have any alternative sports that that you had in mind. I don't want to. Um, I I would probably just. I mean, I I love I, I love baseball. That's probably the first one for me. Gotcha. Um, and then it's football. Um, alternate would probably be basketball. Gotcha. So it's it's funny that you mentioned alternative sports because I have uh, a couple of uh, crazy out there sports, like we talked about the last last uh, last time we talked about sports. Love these. Yeah. So uh, the first one to share is worm charming. <laughs> Get out of here, worm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Is there a description of that? I there don't... sure is. I would very I much like that. <laughs> Gather around, kids. Let me share this with you. <laughs> uh, well, worm charming is a sport where the competitors are given a uh, three meter or nine point eight four foot square plot of land. And try to extract as many worms as possible out from the ground <laughs> within 30 minutes. The world oh, wait, it's just regular ground. They don't even know if there's any worms there. Yeah. The <laughs> The world record belongs to 10-year-old Sophie Smith, who charmed 567 worms oh, to the surface goodness. at the World Worm Charming Championships in 2009. How do they do wow. that? How do they get them to the surface? They dig them out? Cheater. Yeah, they dig them out. I like to think she's like playing some kind of flute and they all just come slithering out. <laughs> the Pied Piper of Worms. <laughs> like Sounds a cobra out of a basket. Here's one you'll enjoy. Uh, wife carrying. So the sport of wife carrying was born in the small town of, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this name. It's a weird That's name. That's a long name. That's uh, a I think it's, I think very, it's, very on the nose name. I think it's... <laughs> I think it's Sankayarvi in Sankayarvi in Finland. Is that, is that a new is that a new Honda uh, model? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's Sounds actually like a new electric a new, car. Uh, it's a new, <laughs> it's actually a new type of table that IKEA just put out. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, probably. It sounds um, right. I buy that. But uh, male competitors race while carrying while each carrying their wives on their backs through an obstacle course. The history of wife carrying is based on the 19th century legend legend of Ronkainen the Robber. According to one of the versions, Ronkainen the Robber and the members of his gang were stealing food and women from neighboring villages, carrying them over their shoulders as they ran away. Wife you had to came... carry her over your shoulder in yeah. this? Yeah. First of all, that seems like a ridiculous basis to actually have a sport on stealing people. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it should be. <laughs> really? You know what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stay away from this legend here. <laughs> so Here's the funniest part. The wife carrying world championships are held annually in Finland and the winner receives the equivalent of his wife's weight in beer. That's a crappy prize to be arguing all weekend with your wife. Yeah. Yeah. So the wife doesn't do anything except for just be over the shoulder. Well, and she also has to declare her age or her weight so that you can get the prize. That's like double whammy. That's asking for mm, punishment. Yep. It's like, hey, that's how true. much do you weigh so we can get our prize of beer? If it's all on the and men's shoulders. That's when you get slapped across the like, face. If it's all on the man's shoulders, literally. 
Uh, <laughs> boy, I, I can think of some problems to arise from that. Mm-hmm. For sure. And one more, and I'll and I'll close it out that way. Uh, so, extreme ironing is uh, the latest danger sport that combines the thrills of an extreme outdoor activity with the satisfaction of a well-pressed shirt. The competitors, <laughs> the competitors call themselves ironists and go to dangerous or remote places with a board to do the ironing. The activities may include ironing underwater, on top of a mountain, <laughs> in moving vehicles. You can't iron underwater. Would the shirt even be wrinkled underwater? Apparently you can. Uh, no, you cannot. I'm going to have to Google this later see Big if I can news. find a video of it. Uh, you, they do it on top of a mountain, in moving vehicles, in a canoe, in the middle of a busy street, while skiing, skydiving, or snowboarding. I'd be so upset okay. if somebody That's was fine. ironing I've... a shirt in the middle of traffic and I couldn't get through. <laughs> I would get out and hurt this person. For the competition. <laughs> I buy all of it except for the underwater. I'm like, you can't iron a shirt underwater. One, you're going to get electrocuted. Two, it's it's not going to iron. It's just it's water. Maybe they make a special wash for underwater. So stupid. Steam. Maybe, maybe. Uh, my alternative sport, since I got skipped, uh, is curling. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just because it makes me giggle when one dude or gal, you know, sends it going, and then other people are like. With oh, their yeah. little brushes. I totally be a broom man, though. I'm one of those teams. I'd totally be a broom man. Uh, totally. It's very cathartic to watch, I think. It's anyway. relaxing, really. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about the curling. It really is. It's really relaxing. Have you guys been watching the like, Olympics? They're just watching it. Nope. And it's like inching towards the center. I, have no either. I haven't. I'm a terrible, terrible person. I feel bad. I really because I haven't watch watched it, any of it, but I, I mean, I just really don't, I don't care about it. Yeah. It's sad because, like, honestly, I'm. I'm more of a metal guy. Like if it's a metal round and I know about it, I'll watch it. Like if I know someone's going to get bronze, silver, gold interested, yeah, that's, that's but if fair. it's just like, Hey, this is just to qualify. I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of, it's kind of sad to think about like their, their, their viewer rate is like way down from the last winter Olympics. And you think about it, like Sean white, who was like the face, a lot of the face of winter sports. Yeah his last olympic run was this was this year and and nobody's watching it's just wow, i'm too in, wrapped up in the super bowl yeah. i feel like that would have to be something like for me that i was like into doing like skiing or snowboarding or something and it's just it just doesn't interest me even you know years ago when it was a little bit bigger and i, I don't know like that stuff just doesn't just doesn't do it for me yeah If they had literally Olympic right. baseball, well, I would watch. I know they have the World Baseball Classic, but they do have it. It during the summer, don't they have Olympic baseball? Technically, it's technically not Olympic, but I, I mean, I think the like baseball. What is it? Baseball Classic, or I don't know. Um, it, it's kind of cool to watch, even though all the really good players from the major leagues, like, no, they're not going to go out there and hurt themselves for no money. Yeah. <laughs> for pride it's just like basketball in the olympics like all right if the united states doesn't win then that's because our players just aren't out there yeah oh you go ahead now yeah yeah <laughs> my bad all right that is all i think unless someone had something else to say 
That works. All right. Fair enough. That's all for sports ball. Thanks for joining us. Uh, quick housekeeping. Are we out for towels, pillows, Andy's candies, tip you off to the GMG nose. You'll need to know. Uh, the stream team's still working hard. Sunday to Saturday, Chris early mornings, and then Saturday mornings, Mark Boucher still working on that old Zelda saga. So check it out, twitch.tv. If you would rather not watch streaming, but you'd like to tweet on Twitter, discourse on Discord, you can click the links in the show notes and join us there, of course. We would love to converse and hang out with you. Uh, if you would like to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and now Spotify, that would be excellent. Helps us to engage with new joiners and uh, all that jazz. So please do so. And then the last thing that we're going to, I think, still do is the GMG MEST 100 list. Does everybody have, some have songs? their picks? Maybe. Hey, all you joiners out there in podcast land, you're listening to the Music and Song Top 100 Countdown here on your favorite podcast station, WGMG FM. Nope. Sort of? Nope. They don't. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll, well. I'll, I'll, I'll have two picks next week. There you go. All right. That's fair. Fair well, enough. Well, Just we'll kidding, then. Okay or not? All righty, then. I don't know what we're doing. Wait, now. are we? <laughs> <laughs> you just said you'd have two picks next week, so would, that means no. But oh, okay. Mark or Ronnie, do you have a pick? I do. Do it. Never gonna give you up by Rick Astley. Hey, oh, of course. What a fantastic song. Nice. It's a good call. Round and desert you. It's a good one. Uh, mine is Enter Sandman by Metallica. Nice. Whoa. Solid. Whoa. And mine is... Marcus? Mine is neither of those. Um, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for solidifying that. Yep. Uh, so it is a, another song from Switchfoot. Uh, it is a song called Faust Midas and myself it's very much a story song um kind of merging those kind of fictional tales the tour the story of 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 faust and king midas it, it kind of merges all of those things into one story so check it out cool all righty then pat mark and ronnie J, along with you our beloved friends family and joiners go get your good morning this week and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. One, two, three, four.